Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to the program. You have a warning. Today's topic, who filmed Tic Tac? That's correct. Who filmed Tic Tac, that famous UFO? Of course, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we've been talking about that uh, recently. And yesterday we covered the very first contact with Tic Tac, and that was with uh, Captain David Fravor and his wingman as they flew over the Pacific Ocean there as part of the Nimitz Battle Carrier Group off the coast of uh, California, about 100 miles out actually about 60 miles south of the U.S. border, and just about 30 miles west of Ensenada, Mexico, they encountered this bizarre UFO. They're hovering along the uh, surface of the ocean above that disturbance in the water. They described that disturbance as something that looked like possibly a, a submarine in the middle of submerging or maybe even an aircraft having crashed there. Fairway went on to tell us about how he and uh, the, the other uh, F-18 uh, crew circled around above, apparently about 28,000 feet above that UFO. And then as, a, as he and his uh, co-pilot steered the plane down toward the UFO, the UFO came zooming up toward them, crossing the front nose of their jet airplane at an incredibly high rate of speed, uh, probably up to 3,700 mile an hour. Now, as we do a little more research into this, we find that um, Fravor and his crew went back to the aircraft carrier. They had some conversations, and then another crew took off in pursuit of that UFO. And this and this crew uh, piloted by Chad Underwood. Now, Mr. Underwood has been a lot more quiet than some of the people involved in this thing. It seems like he's really wanted to keep a low profile, and of course that's his right. But he uh, was the man that captured the video of that Tic Tac on his uh, FLIR camera mounted on his uh, F-18 Hornet. And that is the, they, the videos kind of get all mixed together. I mean, you've got, you've got the two videos that came off the East Coast of the United States in 2015, but this is the video that came off the West Coast, s- South of California, back in 2004, back in November of 2004. And this video, uh, the one involving the Tic Tac, is about a, it's about a minute long, and there's no sound to it. So I posted a uh, link to that video from ABC News. And, of course, you can go to the UFO Warning Twitter account. That's UFO Warning. Uh, you can get there by going to at Warning Sub UFO. And while you're there, go ahead and do a follow on the Twitter, if you would. Now, the first article comes from the Independent independent.co.uk. And this came out, oh, this article, I believe, came out about a year ago. Um, December 2019, actually, about seven months. It says, the title says, It did not obey the laws of physics. Pilot who spotted famous tic-tac UFO breaks silence after 15 years. Says it was going from like 50,000 feet to 100 feet in like seconds, which is not possible. Well, of course, we know that the G-forces there would not allow any 
uh, human-operated craft to travel at that kind of a speed. That is for sure. The article is by Colin Drury, and it starts off, it says, A U.S. fighter pilot... A U.S. fighter pilot whose plane filmed the famous and still unexplained Tic Tac UFO footage has spoken for the first time about his close encounter. Chad Underwood broke 15 years of silence on the subject, describing the object he recorded over the Pacific Ocean as not behaving within the normal laws of physics. He said it was going from like 50,000 feet to 100 feet in like seconds, which is not possible. The Tic Tac, so-called because of its rounded shape and white color, was caught on video as the U.S. Navy attempted to identify a series of objects spotted on radar flying off America's west coast in November 2004. The authenticity of the film, which was first made public in 2017, now we all know about that, this film was one of three UFO videos from from the U.S. Navy fighter pilots, was uh, secretly released to the New York Times, who in turn released it to uh, Louis Elizondo, it turns out, former head of ATIP, current employee of TSSA. And then they posted that video for several months until the Navy finally came out and came clean and said, yes, that is in fact our video. Just want to interject there to kind of put forward the chain of custody that this thing was involved in. It says the authenticity of the film, which was first made public in 2017, was finally confirmed by the Pentagon earlier this year. Officials said they still had no idea what the recorded object was. Weather phenomena, man-made craft, and birds have all been ruled out. Well, certainly we can rule those things out because we know the radar was far too advanced to be fooled by anything like that. The article continues, Speaking to the New York, speaking to the New York Magazine, Mr. Underwood said, Quote, the thing that stood out to me the most was how erratic it was behaving. And what I mean by erratic is that its changes in altitude, airspeed, and aspect were just unlike things that I've ever encountered before flying against other air targets. It was just behaving in ways that aren't physically normal. That's what caught my eye, because aircraft, whether they're manned or unmanned, still have to obey the laws of physics. They have to have some source of lift, some source of propulsion, This tic-tac was not doing that. The article continues. It says, and he added, You're up there flying like, okay, it's not behaving in a manner that's predictable or is in normal by how flying objects physically move. The sighting came during a fortnight in which the USS Princeton had noted unknown aircraft intermittently passing across its radar, radar systems off the west coast. The contact was considered so inexplicable that the system was shut down and restarted to check for bugs, but operators continued to track the mysterious object afterwards. Then, on the 14th of November, Commander David Fravor was flying a mission off the USS Nimitz when he eyeballed the object. Now, remember, we talked about this yesterday. Commander Nimitz was there. These F-18s, F-A-18 uh, fighter jets... They are a two-man operation. You've got the pilot in the front and the wingman in the back. Remember how Fravor told us uh, in the interview for the History Channel that they were engaging in a four-airplane uh, uh, exercise. He and another plane uh, were the good guys, and then two other uh, jet airplanes filled 
FAA Lawrence filled the role of the bad guys. And then he's taking off here with the other uh, FAA 18 Hornet. So we've got two planes, four people. And as they're taking off on this exercise, they get a uh, message from the Princeton, that's the control ship, telling them that they are transitioning from a exercise into a real-world task. And all that task, uh, that task was uh, tracking down this UFO, verifying it, and trying to see what it was. Okay, so it says here, Then on November 14th, Commander David Fravor was flying a mission off the USS Nimitz when he eyeballed the object. It seemed, he later said, to dive below the water, resurface, and speed out of sight when he approached. Now that's a little bit different. That line right there was not included in the uh, History Channel interview that we talked about yesterday. I want you to notice this. It says, it seemed, he later said, to dive below the water, resurface, and speed out of sight when he approached. So this tells us that there's really something going on here, not just above the water surface, but also below the surface. Because when they first spotted that UFO, they spotted it above that disturbance in the water. Now we hear Fravor say that this UFO actually dove below the water and then came back up. We have to wonder what was going on with this thing. Was there a mothership down there this thing is interacting with? Or is this thing just going into the water to somehow refuel itself? This is a question that's really never adequately been addressed or responded to. As Fravor, as Fravor landed, he told Underwood... Now, this is the guy that filmed it, Chad Underwood. He, as Fravor landed, he told Underwood, just preparing to take off on his own mission, to be aware of unusual activity. Now, the kind of question I have here is, and we're going to get into this a little bit later, there is another documentary out there with an individual who purports to be somebody on the radar crew, I guess. And they didn't, and it was a Discovery YouTube uh, video and I linked it to the tweet, the Twitter account. You have a warning. You can go there and watch it. It's about a five minute uh, excerpt of an interview, and he describes it as though he sees this fleet of UFOs and he dispatches a crew. So we have to wonder if that's not what's going on here with Underwood when he goes off to film this thing. So apparently by this point. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This whole situation that Nimitz had been seeing these UFOs, uh, not just Tic Tac, but multiple UFOs, fleets, as they say, uh, off and on for uh, what seems like maybe a week or ten days. At this point, uh, Captain uh, Commander David Fever has gone off on a scheduled mission, which turned into a UFO hunting expedition. He verifies the UFO. Uh, he goes down, you know, he, he's at 28,000 feet. He flies, his, he flies his bird down to investigate this thing. The UFO, which has been going in and out of the water and hovering above the water, suddenly shoots up in the air past that jet, which is coming down from an altitude of 28,000 feet. At this point, Fravor goes back to the aircraft carrier, and as he comes back, he, I guess he has this conversation with Chad Underwood, 
and who's about to, maybe he's already in his plane taking off, to go investigate this UFO further. It says, David, David, Dave Fravor was like, hey dude, Bolo, like be on the lookout just for something weird, Underwood said in his interview published on Thursday. So we go out to where our designated training area is. We're not necessarily looking for something, but the Princeton had a specific object and they wanted us to hunt, for lack of a better word, and all of a sudden, I get this. I got this blip on my radar. Now, this is kind of an interesting comment. He says, "So we go out to where we are designated to where our designating training area." So you can see what's happening here. Just like with Fravor, it looks as though their normal training uh, air, training mission is being turned into a UFO hunting mission. Because he says, "We go out to where our designating training area is." We're not necessarily looking for something, but that Princeton had a specific object that they wanted us to hunt, for the lack of a better word. And all of a sudden, I got this blip on my radar. So you see, this isn't just a pilot who happens to see a blip across the sky. Maybe it could have been a weather balloon, swamp gas, who knows, whatever. This is a situation where this UFO has been tracked by sophisticated Navy radar from the ship Princeton. And the folks on the Princeton are doing what they're supposed to do, and they're inter- and, they're, and they are they are sending out fighter planes to intercept the threat. They're perceiving this UFO as a threat against a battle group. You have all these high-dollar Navy ships out there. They spot this UFO, this object that's moving around, not not conforming to any kind of physics of this world, and they're sending out this F-18 Hornets twice now to track this thing and see what's going on. The article continues. He says, it says, he said he did not see the object with his own eyes because he was focused on capturing video footage for intelligence to analyze later. So see, he's letting his own uh, FLIR radar do the work. He's just pointing his his, uh, F-18 toward the object and letting the computer take the pictures. He said he did not see the object with his own eyes because he was focused on capturing video footage for intelligence to analyze later. But he added, the thing that was the most interesting to me was how erratic this thing was. It was obeying physics. If it it was obeying physics, like a normal object that you would encounter in the sky, an aircraft or a cruise missile or some sort of special project that the government didn't tell you about, that would have made more sense to me. The part that drew our attention was how it was behaving within the normal law, as how it wasn't, rather, behaving in the normal laws of physics. So they see the UFO, they see it moving at these incredibly high speeds, they see the erratic turns it's making, and they realize, they recognize as pilots immediately, this thing is not conforming to the laws of physics. Now, you can break some laws, but you can't break the laws of physics. It goes on, it says, unusually... Unusually, he was never fully debriefed on his sighting, but had to take a phone call about the incident. So soon after landing, he was still in his flight gear at the time. That should throw some red flags up right there. Now, this tells us that there was more than just one or two pilots involved in this situation, in this UFO encounter. You had the initial uh, 
physical eye contact made with Commander Fravor. Then you have uh, Pilot Underwood goes out and actually gets video of this thing on his FLIR. He comes back to the aircraft carrier, and instead of going through the normal debriefing like he would after any flight, he's on the phone with somebody talking. Now, we don't know if these are folks from the Pentagon or Men in Black or whatever, but he's on the phone, as he says, he hasn't even had time to get out of his flight, his flight suit. He says here, quote, Probably within about 20 minutes or so, I spoke to someone that I assume was from NORAD. That's the North American Aerospace Defense Command, he revealed. I have no idea, like, what level up to who I was talking to. I just wanted to answer them. I just basically handed the telephone, I, I was just basically handed the telephone and said, hey, answer these questions. Wow. In the last 15 years since, he said he has not speculated on what it might have been and had not previously given <clears throat> given interviews had not previously and had not previously given interviews because he did not want his name attached to the little green men crazies that are out there. Wow, you know, I suppose you know he's afraid he'll become famous and have every UFO fanatic on the earth after him. I and you could kind of get the guys, you could kind of understand why the guy would be concerned about that. I'm sure you know, these guys are professional pilot, all the respect to him, and he's seen this, what could only be described as a UFO, and really all he seems to want to do is just report the thing like he's supposed to, and just go on with his life and forget about it. He added, I do not want to be part of that community, it is just what we call a UFO, I couldn't identify it, it was flying, and it was an object, it's as simple as that, I'll let the nerds like do the math on what it was likely to be, I just happened to be the person that brought back the video. You can see how he's really... Uh, I guess I guess the thing about this is the guy is taking a totally professional video. He just went up. He had a mission. His mission was to go get video of a UFO. That's what he did. He brought it back. He gave him the evidence and basically said, don't bother me. Seems like a little bit different uh, approach than what uh, Commander Fravor had, who's been on the Joe Rogan show, on the History Channel, and some other things. It just kind of goes to show you how these UFO encounters affect people differently. Some people are curious and want to learn more. Some people like to talk about it. Uh, I think it gives them some closure. And some people just want to compartmentalize it. They just say, I saw it, that's what it was, I don't know what it was, leave me alone. And that kind of seems to be the effect here with, with Underwood. He went up, uh, he pointed his FLIR camera at this thing. He got the video. He says he didn't even see it with his eyes, really. Seems like he doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to describe it. doesn't want to spend any time thinking about what it was. He just went up, he got the video, and brought it back. In a way, that almost lends more credence to this uh, encounter and the evidence that resulted. I mean, you have a person who just did his job. It's not like he's making money off it. And even if he did make money off talking about it, that's okay. But... Nobody can fault this guy. I mean, it's a totally clean encounter. You have a Navy pilot. He says, hey, I was headed to do my exercise that day. They sent me off to film this thing. I filmed it. I brought it back. I told him I told him what I did, and that's it. And he doesn't even talk about having seen it visually. He just says, I filmed it. I got the video, he says. Very interesting. Now, there's a couple other things I wanted to kind of bring up about this uh, whole uh, Tic Tac uh, issue before we kind of close it out here for just now. But... Joe, uh, 
Joe Rogan did an interview with Fravor and like a year ago, I think. And he, Fravor made a couple of comments that I thought were really interesting. He said that the radar does not really give a false target. He said he said just he said the radar is so advanced basically that it doesn't it doesn't put a false target out there. And I think that's interesting. Not that it would matter because we have video of this thing, but you have the you have the actual video of the UFO. Plus, you know, you have these pilots and radar people telling you, no, this stuff is so advanced. Like we talked about yesterday, these radar systems, this is 2004, and they can track an item the size of a baseball at 80,000 feet. Now, Underwood points out that, that or excuse me, uh, Fravor points out in that show that Underwood, he said, threw his targeting flare out there, thereby exposing the Tic Tac UFO. And that's your forward-looking infrared receiver, and he said it's basically the same camera that's on that's on the uh, it's on the targeting pod, just like a smart bomb. So they've got these they've got these uh, I suppose lasers or bombs or what are guided missiles on the that are on the uh, F-18, and they're using they're using that infrared camera to film this thing. So they're just, he's pointing that he's pointing the F-18 where they tell him it's at, where the radar tells him it's at, and um, the flares. The FLIR is doing the rest of the work, so you you can kind of compare this to, you know, it's inter, it's interesting to compare uh, Fravor's uh, uh, eyewitness account of the UFO and he described how he described it and the movements it was making, how it reacted, and then compare that to Underwood's account and he just basically says I pointed the plane toward it and let it film, and then brought back the FLIR, and that's why you can watch this you know minute minute and a half uh, video of that Tic Tac. Uh, there's no sound to it. It's just the FLIR recording it. A lot of times when uh, you find articles or videos on this stuff, they have all three of the of the uh, of the videos kind of just uh, jumbled together. You have this Tic Tac video. That's that's the FLIR video that lasts about a minute. That's the one that was taken in 2004. And then you have what's often referred to as a Go Fast. And the gimbal video, those two videos were taken off the East Coast in 2015. We'll talk about those later. But this is the 2004. And somehow, all three of these videos, and think about this. This Tic Tac video was taken in 2004. And then somehow it is released along with the other two videos that were taken in, what, in like 2015? Those three videos are all jumbled together and released to the New York Times. Okay outside the normal chain of custody, who in turn releases those to Elizondo and to the Academy of Stars. Very strange. Very strange how this stuff all came out in the public. Now, there's a Vice.com video, and I guess I thought it was just, and it's also a discovery, too. There's a couple of them. I've linked to both of these, I believe. And the Vice.com video says they're speaking with this unidentified uh, radar person, and he says that there were probably 10 objects in the sky. And then he says that he launched the intercept aircraft. And I think what he's talking about right there is Underwood. Now, that seems a little sketchy because Underwood says that they were heading toward an exercise area. And this guy, this unnamed person, says that he launched the aircraft to investigate these objects. Secondly, he says uh, the U- he describes... The person does describe the same thing that uh, Fravor did, how this UFO went from the surface of the water to an altitude of 28,000 feet in just like seconds, like a second or two. It's incredible, incredible uh, distance in just no time. He says, he points out, this radar person, or alleged radar person, points out that the UFO was silent, 
when it should have made rapid, repeating sonic booms. So that's one of the things that we can tell. This was not a drone. Okay, this thing's moving at, I think they said 3,700 mile an hour, which is what, like, uh, my gosh, five, six times the speed of sound, and it's not making any sonic booms. He says it was 47 foot long, tic-tac shaped, no wings, no propulsions, no propulsion system, and it could travel miles and miles and miles away in a matter of a of of a second or second or two, I guess. Anything biologically said, anything biological in that thing, given Newtonian given Newtonian classical physics, it would have turned you to mush. That's what the radar guy says. In other words, this thing was taking it was accelerating and taking turns at such angles, at such speeds, that if you were a, a person or a dog or a cat or whatever, your biological mass would have just turned to mush. You would have just been liquefied because of these incredible G-force. In fact, he says the human body can withstand about 8 Gs, but the Tic Tac UFO was putting out 1,350 Gs. Now just think about that. That's about 150 times what the human body can stand. Certainly, that vehicle was not of this world. Now, when you put this all together, we can begin to see the chronology of events that happened here. And it's a little more complicated than what uh, it, it was first presented as. When this all first came out, it just seemed like uh, Commander Fravor had, seen, had, had, had uh, seen the UFO and videotaped it. But what was going on here was you had days of fleets of UFOs being... Uh, observed on radar, on very high-quality radar. And then it culminated when you had these two sets of exercises by these uh, F-18 uh, pilots. That At first, we have Fravor actually putting eyes on the object, flying down to investigate the object as the object shoots up toward him from sea level to 28,000 feet in like a matter of a second or two. Crossing the nose of his pack, crossing the, the the nose of his jet airplane, this F eighteen, just almost. Just imagine you're in, you're in a you're in an F eighteen, uh, maybe coming down. It has a top speed. I think we said uh, thirteen hundred and seventy miles an hour. Say this thing's coming down at a thousand miles an hour, or even five hundred miles an hour, and this UFO blasts past you within a few feet off the nose of your aircraft at speeds of three thousand three thousand seven hundred miles an hour. We know from yesterday, we talked about this, how this UFO darted off, uh, miles off to the, to the west, or where the uh, first, the first uh, group of four uh, F-18s were uh, practicing at. They come back to the battle carrier, and the radar people are still seeing this UFO out there. And they've seen this, in fact, he says they saw ten of them. They dispatch more people who were, I guess, Underwood apparently was going out on an exercise, and just like Fravor, was redirected to investigate this UFO. So he's headed out on an exercise, and they tell him, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to fly up to this UFO at altitude, turn your FLIR camera on, and get pictures for us. Which he says, he basically says he didn't even see the UFO, he just pointed toward it, turned the camera on, and brought the video back. And oddly enough, when he got back to that aircraft carrier, there was no normal debriefing. They put him on with the phone with somebody that he assumed was from NORAD, he briefly told them, you know, what they asked him. He answered their questions, delivered the FLIR video to them, and that was the last that uh, he talked about it for 15 years. 
What we don't know is we, we know how the we know how Tic Tac was spotted, and we know who gave Tic Tac its name. That was David Fravor. We know how Tic Tac was filmed. That was Chad Underwood in his F eighteen hundred Hornet. He was sent up there by the Princeton. He video, he videoed it and he brought it back. So we know how the we know how the UFO was first spotted by the eyewitness pilot. We know how it was subsequently filmed by the second pilot, Mr. Underwood. But what we don't know is how that video that Underwood took and brought with him back to the Nimitz, which he was ordered to do. We don't know how that video got from the USS Nimitz to the New York Times. We know that shortly after Underwood returned with the video that uh, certain individuals showed up to the, to the battle fleet in a helicopter and retrieved what was called the brick. And that was all the radar data involved in this Tic Tac UFO sighting and left with it. So we know that the video was eyewitness observed. We know that the video was uh, re- observed and tracked on radar on the Princeton. We know that Chad Underwood videoed uh, Fleur videoed the uh, Tic Tac video with his F-18 Hornet. We know that video was returned to the Nimitz uh, aircraft carrier. We know that somebody came and got all of that evidence, the F-18 Fleur video and the radar data, all put on what is called a brick. And we know they took that with them on that helicopter, or so we're told. But how that got from that helicopter to the New York Times, to TSSA, to your YouTube video, we still haven't figured out. Hopefully the next time these guys spot something so cool, they'll simply post it on the Navy website as they have promised, and we can all enjoy it without having to wait around for 15 years. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.